Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley and welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil. Today, we're going to talk about finding work that you love in alignment of spirit with Michelle Walters. Michelle has adapted a balanced system to bring our subconscious to the table to find fulfillment, whether it be your current occupation or a a future one. It is rooted in the science of psychology with excellent writings, exercises, meditation, and art projects to complement each process step. Michelle is a clinical hypnotherapist, executive coach, and author, a graduate of UC Santa Cruz, an MBA from the University of Washington, and a certificate of clinical hypnosis from the Hypnotherapy Training Institute in California. She was a pilgrim on the Camino del Santiago, and she is author of In Alignment of Spirit, Finding Work You Love. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you here. This is such a big question for people. Yes, it is. Thank you, Barb. I'm happy to be here, too. And how did you get here? How did you become a hypnotherapist and uh, start to look at this aspect of why don't we know what we're doing out here? (laughs) (laughs) So I had um, worked with a, a therapist and she was actually a hypnotherapist, but she was kind of more my spiritual teacher. Mm-hmm. And I met her when I was living in Dallas quite some time ago. And I worked with her on and off for years. And she and I didn't do a lot of work in hypnotherapy, but I think her approach kind of opened me up to that sort of work. And then a few years ago, I picked up a book by one of my favorite authors, who's um, an Australian sort of comic writer. And the book was called A Hypnotist Love Story. And it was <laughs> sort of a silly story about a hypnotherapist who lived in Sydney and all of these sort of crazy things that happened to her and her friends and, <laughs> and a love story. Mm-hmm. And I read this and I thought, what a cool job. I could do that. <laughs> and so I immediately Googled it. And um, I live in the, in the Bay Area. I found a school in Marin because that's where there would be a hypnotherapy school. And they had classes on the weekends at an open house that Saturday. So I went and met the head of the school and was like, yeah, I think I should give this a try. And then I fell in love with the program. And I was like, this is just calling to me. Talk about meant to be. be." Yeah. Yeah. And before that, you were a a media marketing expert, right? Yes. Corporate America and a consultant and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Corporate America (laughs) working both agency and client side for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. in digital marketing, email marketing, that kind of a thing. So, you know, I've been into kind of thinking about how people think for a long time. I think that's really the the kind of what connects some of this Mm -hmm. stuff. But I was ready to make a change and stop making ads for big companies and instead uh, try working with people more individually. Get out of corporate. Get out of corporate. (laughs) Do something a little different. Yeah. And uh, this work really speaks to me. My my book came about last year. I had some time as I shifted gears from digital marketing 
into hypnotherapy. And I guess I've always felt like there was a book in me. I just always felt like that. And so since I had some time last year, I decided to make good use of my time and find an opportunity to kind of string together a lot of thoughts and readings and um, good research and science because I'm a you science have quite person. A, yeah, you have quite yeah. a bit of science supporting this. Too. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of science yeah. in here um, to create a book. And when I thought about sort of what what would be a good book, a good book for me to write, what what I've done a lot of is manifesting jobs. And I felt like there were a lot of people who had written uh, how to manifest a boyfriend and how to manifest a house kind mm-hmm. of thing. But not a lot of people had written that how to manifest a job kind of book. And you've and, done it because, uh, would you I, say, 18 jobs in 20 yeah. years or yeah. something? That yeah. sounds negative unless, until you explain it. It was yeah. like, wow, you kept exactly. getting fired. <laughs> well, it wasn't so much me getting fired. It's mm-hmm. just that I... I it's joined like project an industry. Jobs. Yeah. yeah, it's like project jobs. And I joined an industry that turns over mm-hmm. very quickly. And yeah. corporate people get promoted and budgets get cut. And and it was you know, consulting, I, a lot of consulting, really, which yeah. is really a project. It ends. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end to and, it. And I, I, you know, I worked for several of the same employers multiple times. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't. That I wasn't. <laughs> it I wasn't it's appreciated what it or sounds loved. like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so it wasn't that people wouldn't have me back. It was just sort of that. Um, I think honestly, it's a little bit of my karma to just mm-hmm. be really good at. Um, picking things up and doing a bang up job. And then when it's time to move on, moving on. And I think that more and more people are going to find that, you know, one career doesn't do it. And this is something that they're going to need to be able to pick up and find a new perspective on and manifest a new, a new opportunity, a new career, a new industry. And I wanted to share what's worked for me. Mm-hmm. with but you with learned. a broader yeah. audience yeah. and so that's that's where the book was born and people do change jobs a lot now and i mean it's beneficial in many ways you know so they do people change do change of- yeah you know i feel like our planet is just speeding up accelerating mm-hmm. and accelerating and at some point we're going to have to sort of take a breath slow down a little bit but i thought as- that was covid myself <laughs> Well, I think COVID was part of what we as a planet need needed to go through in terms of Mm -hmm. kind of getting everybody on the same page a little more and realizing, you know, this time last year, I was walking the Camino de Santiago. Mm -hmm. And so here I was on this pilgrims trail with people from all over the world. And it was really interesting to meet people from France and England and Korea you know, all who had their own COVID stories and realizing that, you know, while rules were different in different places, all of us had been through the great pause, the the great great pause. pause. (laughs) Yeah. The great pause. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I was walking the Camino. How was it? I never met anybody who actually did it off of TV, you know? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was, it was great. I highly, I highly recommend it. It is, it is truly a walk for body, mind, and spirit. 
it's it's really kind of an all-in-one thing. Why and did you decide to do it? So I I had a life partner who <laughs> we intended to be married. And in the summer of 2020, he had a severe stroke. Mm. And between over the course of the next year, he had a few seizures and that kind of a thing. And he was doing okay, but it was pretty clear that this relationship wasn't going to be the one that I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I needed to kind of figure out how to put a little space between and, and, and I don't know, kind of prepare for that loss, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I decided that, you know, this wasn't going to happen in a week. Like I needed, I needed yeah. a big gulp here, not a cup of coffee. So mm-hmm. um, I'd always wanted to walk the Camino and other things kind of lined up to, to enable that possibility. So the, the walk was really, I mean, it was hard. It was not impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were people a lot older than me doing just fine on the walk. But mm-hmm. you spent hours and hours walking. Yeah. And and a lot of that time, you're alone. And having so much time alone with your thoughts on this kind of magical path that has literally been walked by people having all recovering from something for over a thousand years. That's is, wild. Yeah, but it's it's really and and I know you and and your listeners would appreciate it. Like it, it it's a magical place. There mm-hmm. is an energy that comes from the ground and the churches and the restaurants and the people. You know, these yeah. people are descended from people who've been hosting pilgrims. And I I grew up Catholic, don't always love the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. but but too, I will, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the, the pilgrimage really brought out some of the best parts of the Catholic faith in terms mm-hmm. of the hospitality and kindness and, you know, and help, helping that. a person yeah. out kind of thing. And yeah. so it was a, it was great. You know, I, my friends asked me, Oh, maybe you'll have a vision. Maybe you'll have a, you know, and, <laughs> I have to say, no, I didn't have a vision and no, I didn't meet any magic animals. And um, <laughs> those things did not happen for me, but it did make me much more comfortable with myself. Mm. And it did, it did remind me of kind of being in a global world, which I feel like we'd kind of forgotten about in the middle of the pandemic where, you know, nobody left their four walls. Right. Um, so it was, it was a very, it was a very good journey. Sadly, I got home and my partner passed two and a half weeks later. Ugh. So um, I'm glad he didn't pass while you were away. Yes. I'm glad he didn't pass yeah, while I was yeah. away. So yeah, um, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. Thanks. It's, yeah. it's hard losing somebody mm-hmm. that important to you. And I, I know he's out there somewhere and I know he's on my side and I know he's here listening and with us today. Yeah, um, good. But it's, it's, it's always a, it's always something you have to, you know, grow through, I guess, mm-hmm. if you lose somebody. Yeah. So as a human, it's very difficult. 
as a spiritual being, no big deal. Right. right. <laughs> but it's like a different human, phone number. They're here or there. Yeah, yeah the human, yeah. it's human, it's not it's not so easy. Yeah. So. yeah. Now you wrote the book after your walk, right? No, I actually wrote before. the book before. Wow. I wrote the book before and then I kind of set it aside. Mm-hmm. And I and then I went on my walk and then I came back and then my partner passed. And then I basically kind of stopped doing anything for a couple of months. Yeah. And um a few months after I got back and he'd passed, I opened a drawer. <laughs> there was a printed out <laughs> copy and I was like Oh yeah, I wrote a book. I guess I better do something about that. <laughs> That's and, amazing um, that you forget <laughs> it. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, yeah, I just I, I I knew about it, but I it it wasn't top of mind. I think because I was going to say caught with, up in all these other things, right? With what you had going on, it certainly wasn't. Yeah, a what priority. I had going on, it wasn't a priority. Yeah. And then I was like, oh yeah, I better get that finished. I better get yeah. that out. And so I was like, oh, where do I find a publisher? Where do I find an editor? Well, back to the beginning, the therapist that I had worked with Mm -hmm. in Dallas, she had a wonderful publisher that she knew. And so I phoned her up and, and uh, she was the right person to work with. And um, that was perfect. Out came my book. Things do come together for you there, right? And is that because you're using the, the things in the book? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. I think that it's, it's, um, I've had a lot of loss, but I mm-hmm. have also have had a lot of gain or wins. And I have to say think- for the people who don't know that you were widowed before. Yes. You've been yes. widowed twice. Yes. Which is pretty brutal. Yes. And I'm not very old. I'm in yeah. my mid fifties. Yeah. You know, this is, this is a lot of difficulty mm-hmm. um, for somebody it's a lot of my loss. age. Yeah, it's a lot. lot it's a lot of very close loss. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, and that was actually part of the reason why I went to the casino was I wanted, I wanted to receive the message that just because I've lost twice before, doesn't mean I have to lose again. Yeah, yeah. Let's, you know? let, let's get this out of our system. Yeah, like, can't I be done with this now? Like, other people don't have to do this twice by this age, you know? Um, so, yeah, I've, I've lost a lot, but I've also gained a lot. And I do believe that that you have to have the right outlook um, in order to be able to get up when Mm -hmm. the fall is that hard and that deep. Um, But, but you can, you really can. Mm -hmm. And, and I am a person who loves life. I like to live life big. (laughs) And um, (laughs) and the, the only way I think to do that is to um, figure out what do you need? Mm-hmm. figure out how to let things go and then figure out what you're, you're pulling in in order to, to move on and get to the next thing. I, I'm still kind of working out exactly what this chapter and the next will look like. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. Yeah. But, um, but my previous chapter has ended. And so now it's time to time to move on to whatever that next thing is. So 
God, that's great. Which brings us to how do you know what you want? That's always a big question, it seems. How do you, you know, so many people really don't know what what we want. And I'm saying no. we, because I'm including myself in this. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what do we really want? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it is. It is hard. I've I've um, I've talked with the. Uh, so I'm on a podcast and my podcast host, uh, I co-host with a gal named Cynthia. And mm-hmm. Cynthia says that her favorite part of manifesting is releasing. She likes yeah. just getting rid of all the baggage. And I, I, what's true for me is I like creating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the creating part of the whole thing. Cause in the creating part, you, it's not like you've even received it. Like you get to just imagine whatever it could be. And when you imagine it, it's, usually better than it is in real life, honestly. And I can say right here, anybody who's ever bought a lottery ticket has been in the imagination. (laughs) Absolutely. Ever, yeah. Yeah, and that's a wonderful, wonderful place to be. And, you know, sometimes you have a really clear picture and it's just obvious what something needs to look like so Mm -hmm. that when it's in front of you, you're like, oh, no doubt about it, it's that one, right? And sometimes you don't really know exactly. You kind of know it's in this corner or it's not in that corner, but mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know. And the exercises in my book will help to get somebody a little bit more focused as to what kind of a thing it is. And you don't have to know exactly. You do need to be able to sort of push a few things off the table. Right. Because if you can't push some things off the table, you won't get to where you're going. You know, you can't have, you can't have everything all at once. Um, No, 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 no. (laughs) Comes back to another one of the questions people ask me sometimes is, can I manifest anything? And Mm -hmm. my answer to that is actually probably not, you know, there, there are, there are stages of life. There are, there are things we have to sort of recognize, you know, make certain opportunities of limited, of limited time span. You know, if I decided I wanted to go to medical school right now, that might be a pretty hard thing to, to put in place in my mid fifties. Right. I know somebody um, just did it in their sixties awesome, <laughs> and actually right. graduated. So yeah, I know but um, there are things that, there are things that get harder to do, you know, yeah, and you have yeah. to, you have to recognize. And how about up. the, you know, there's a theory that your life is kind of preset of um, not fate so much, but a plan, you know, things you want to experience. So what if you're trying to manifest something that's outside of that plan? First of all, do you believe that, that you have a plan? And what if you're manifesting something outside of that plan? I don't know about that. I think in some ways that would be plausible, but hard. I do think that there are things in one's life that you've kind of prearranged mm-hmm. like before you even got here. That's what know? I think too. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think in some ways my, my relationship with my first husband who, who passed away in 2011, mm-hmm. I'm convinced we knew each other from a past life. Yeah. I, 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 we knew each other from a past life and the guy did me a solid. <laughs> he did something <laughs> really good for me 
way back when, and it was my turn to do Take something care for of him. him. Yeah. Yep. And um, I, I, I have no hard evidence as to why mm-hmm. this is, but this is just how I deep I in your gut. You, you yeah. know this. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. how I see it. And, um, you know, I, I, but I also know that I, I didn't have to choose to be with him. I, I could have chosen to, um, to uh, ignore his advances, shall we mm-hmm. say, um, and gone a different direction and not played out that karmic experience. Um, but the but, attraction is there and the familiarity is there yes. and, you know, yeah. and the, and the comfortableness there. is there. <laughs> the love was yeah. there. Like yeah. I just knew that, that somehow this was going to work out and be okay. And, mm-hmm. and that didn't make it easy. Not at yeah. all. But, um, but I do feel like it was one of those things that I was kind of, I don't know if destined is the right You word, signed up for, but, 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 ready, ready mm-hmm. to do, you know, yeah. as, as that opportunity came up. My, my second partner, my second partner was one of those things that like, when you see him, you just know, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, I, I signed up on eHarmony and cause I was looking for somebody new after my husband, few years after my husband passed and I hadn't gotten any messages from any guys. And I was like, this is crazy. I'm a hot girl. How come nobody's messaging me? So I found a few guys and I sent some messages and I heard back from one and I had a date with one. And a few (laughs) months later we were a couple and then we were inseparable. You know, when I, (laughs) on the very first date, I was like, Oh my God, you're just getting better and better, you know? And Mm -hmm. he felt the same about me. It was, it was, um, it was magic. It was really kind of magic. Yeah. It was really kind of magic. Yeah. So, um, now I am partnerless, but someday I expect to have a partner, but I, I sort of smile at myself because I'm still working out exactly what that partner will look like. So, oh, so you say you're or, working or be, on what do I want? be like, be yeah, like, yeah. I should say not yeah. looks like so much, yeah. but be like, and I guess too, that you don't desire, uh, what's outside of your plan. I mean, that's part of it is that you've, you've come in to have certain experiences and that, that desire is there to have them. So you're not going to pick something completely opposite because the desire isn't there. Yeah, it's a guess, I think that's obvious. true. I yeah. think that's absolutely yeah. true. I think you, you are only going to desire things that are kind of in your window, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um. I mean, there's certainly people who are not my kind of people mm-hmm. and I wouldn't look in that direction. You, so, and even if you did, you wouldn't see him. <laughs> I wouldn't see him. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm also a hypnotherapist and I have some free events that I do for hypnotherapy. And um, what I've come to realize is that the people who come to free hypnotherapy events usually have questions or interest in hypnotherapy. Like mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're not that, you know, sort of right. self-selecting. It's not a reach. <laughs> no, it's not a reach. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's what you think, actually. So yeah. Hmm. So speaking of um well, here's the thing with me, release. This is a big thing with me because um 
All right. I have to be honest. I'll release and then go back and get it. <laughs> ah, so, yeah, this yes. is a hard part for me. You know, it's like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's it's a hard thing. And yet I've I've heard and I've read and you bring it up and talk about it, that it, you have to release to make room for the for whatever's coming. And, yes. and that release, and you said it's natural, like as you said in your book, spring releases to summer and summer releases to fall. That kind day of day releases tonight. Like, right. I think it helps people to think about those really kind of everyday observations we have to realize that, you know, we all need day, we all need night, we all need spring, mm-hmm. we all need summer. Like, those things are going to happen no matter how much you fight them. Like, right. you know, right. and, um, and I do believe that, you know, you can't, you can't create what there's not room to create. Mm-hmm. Right. And I do think that some people um, get hopeful they can create something without having made the, you know, without letting go That's of what, where they, I'm at. Of what yeah. they currently I'm have it all. Yeah. and keep it thinking <laughs> that you're going to keep it all. Yeah. And, and it, in my how experience, do you know, it doesn't work that way. In my, how do you know what to let go of though? Well, here's the thing is you need to be ready to let go of a lot, a ton, and even things that you don't necessarily think are connected. Right. So, um, for example, I had a good friend who needed a job mm-hmm. and, uh, she and I had met at work. And so she wanted a job kind of similar to the work that we'd done before. Well, she split up with her husband because he was a no gooder and it was time to mm-hmm. time to move on. Well, she wasn't going to be able to find a job until she could release enough of that relationship and negative energy pointed to the ex-husband mm-hmm. to be able to get a job. And while you might not think those two things are related, your energy signature doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your energy signature doesn't care if you're pissed off about your soon to be ex-husband or you're pissed off about, you know, a lawsuit or whatever, Mm -hmm. like you've got to be able to let all of that energy fall back enough and be emotionally detached from it enough Mm -hmm. that you have genuinely made the space to receive something new. So whether you're trying to, I mean, on that, um, I don't know. I think sometimes, sometimes things take time and sometimes things don't take time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't remember if I put it in the book, but my um, as an example of this, my husband and I um, were in a custody suit for his two children from his first marriage. Mm-hmm. And they we didn't like how they were being treated and brought up at their mom's house. And so we were trying to get custody of them. And in particular, we wanted to get custody of uh, my husband's son, who was a little older, and he was explaining to us all the issues he was having with his mom and how he wanted to live with us. So mm-hmm. we'd had this custody suit going on for a couple of years. And it had been very slow moving and a lawyer had been appointed to represent the kids. And there was the ex-wife's lawyer and there was our lawyer and all, you know, but this was just dragging on and on and on. 
well, my son was born, my own son from Mm -hmm. my husband and my relationship. And now we had a new baby and this lawsuit had been going on for three years. And I went and talked to my husband and said, you know, I don't know how much longer financially we can continue this this lawsuit. And, you know, I feel terrible, but we, we need to really think about what are we going to do now? You know? And my husband said, you know, I actually, I have to agree. It's been going on for two plus years. And Mm -hmm. so he sat down and wrote a letter to the lawyer saying, we need to find a way to, to close things up. Mm -hmm. And then the lawyer called about three or four days later from Texas. This lawsuit was in Texas. We lived in California. The lawyer called from Texas and said, well, did you hear the news? And we said, well, you got our letter, right? And he said, no, I haven't got your letter. He said, did you hear the news from the kid's attorney? And we said, well, what's the news from the kid's attorney? Well, she's decided that um, she's going to file a motion for you to have custody of your stepson. Oh, my God. (laughs) And um, and we're like, well, wait, we just sent you a lawyer, a letter saying, you know, we needed to to wrap this up. He's like, oh, yeah, well, it's all going to get wrapped up in a month when this motion goes to court. And <laughs> da, 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 da. So, you know, in that, I think that's an excellent case for like, sometimes the moment that you release mm-hmm. enough, you release everything, um, things happen magically Quickly, yeah. in the background. So, you know, um, in that instance, my stepson was granted the right to come and move out with us and, and, um, and hence that, that lawsuit concluded, but wow. you know, that wasn't how we expected it to conclude. Right. Right. Um, but sometimes things happen really, um, really quickly, but you have it. I believe that this was a case of having truly released the outcome, just mm-hmm. having released the outcome and then things came to pass. Yeah. And then it had room to move mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I always think what to release and what to keep, <laughs> you know, well, which one of the things do you release? You know, <laughs> a lot yeah. of it, I think, is is figuring out where you have. Where you have really strong, deep emotional attachment to something that that you question whether it's still serving you, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it might still be serving you, but there's, there's a question mark. If sort of you're in balance or out of balance with that particular desire or, or thing or person or whatever. So many times when you're in the middle, it's hard to tell. Now you have, I'm looking for it here. You have the, the circles, Yes. Um, yeah. And does that help with that? Um, are you talking about the manifestation wheel or the circle of control and circle of influence? Um, circle. I was talking about the circle of control and influence, but we want to get into the manifestation wheel as well. So which way do you want to go? <laughs> well, let's do let's do circle of control, circle of influence first. Okay. And yeah. then we'll go back and do the other one. So the circle of control and circle of influence came out of a book at least 20 years old by a leadership guy named Stephen Covey. 
Mm-hmm. And he wrote a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in that book, he talks about how you have these concentric circles. So you have a circle of concern that are all the things that you are worried about. You know, can I pay my bills? Mm-hmm. Will the polar bears survive? Like these are all yeah. things you might <laughs> yeah. be thinking about, right? Mm-hmm. But there are things that you are thinking about that you don't necessarily have any control over. Right. So they're not in your circle of control, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have things that are in your circle of influence where it's like, hey, I might be able to get an opportunity to talk on Barb's podcast <laughs> if I ask her about it, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's within my circle of influence that I can I can actually take an action and, and maybe something will come about it. Mm-hmm. And I shared this with my readers because I think it's really helpful that when you're feeling a little lost or confused about things, to draw these circles and to put down what things are within your circle of control or what things are within your circle of influence and recognize that there are a lot of things you're going to put on your circle of concern that are out of your control Mm -hmm. that you just are going to have to accept. (laughs) And that's a release point too. Yeah. Of of just, you know, realizing there's nothing you can do about this. There's nothing you can pray, right? You can accept. Always pray and you can Mm -hmm. always accept, right? And those are the things you can do. But, you know, I mean, I guess maybe I could send money somewhere to help the polar bears. Mm -hmm. But other than other than that, I don't have a whole lot of way power to do anything. Power to do anything. You know, but I do have power to do things about those things on my circle of influence. And Mm -hmm. so what are the things in that circle that I could take action on today or this week? Mm -hmm. And how do I, how do I sort of take, take um, the upswing of my power from working on the things that are in your circle of influence? Because, you know, if you, if you spend your whole life worried about your circle of control and there's nothing there, you're just going to get depressed. That's yeah, not good. and feel completely helpless. And, yeah. and feel helpless. And that's yeah. we're not meant to be here to feel helpless. We're meant to be here to live life and to participate and to interact with it. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what I want to encourage people to find a way to do. And this um, is a great way to weed out where are you really in this? You know, yeah. really, do you have any power here? Do you, and if you do have some power, are you doing it? You right. Know? Right. Then you can hold yourself accountable for taking actions against what, what's in your circle of influence. But if something is completely out of your control, you got to cut yourself some slack, give yourself a break. Like mm-hmm. you, you. And that's kind of a, a part of uh, release too. Mm-hmm. Is is going neutral on it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you you can't do anything about this. You you do worry about it, but you can't do anything about it. You and can't that, do much really about it. Think. Yeah. Yes. So the the manifestation wheel in my book is mm-hmm. kind of the the way I've organized the steps and content, and it it creates a way to think about them. But you know, after I wrote it, I was like, well how do I really do this? And then I was like, I kind of spin the thing. Like I'm kind of doing all four at one time. 
Um, and I go through the four of them because yeah, yeah, like you say, you spin it for all four, and everybody's saying, "Did I miss something? Did I miss something?" Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so the best place to start is with releasing, Mm -hmm. and and that's really a matter of kind of looking at yourself and figuring out where are you holding emotional energy that may be, or where are you holding on to physical energy? Sometimes Mm -hmm. people have too much stuff and that's the problem, you know, but where are you holding on to things that you could release and let go of in order to make space for the new opportunities to come in? Because Mm -hmm. the universe does not, does not overfill your cup consistently. (laughs) I mean, maybe occasionally, but that's not the way the universe wants to work. Saying to the universe, I want something else. And I I am ready to give up some things mm -hmm. in order to get the new thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you clean out your garage, can you expect? (laughs) If you clean out your garage, you should expect. Mm -hmm. Honestly, you might just acquire new junk to put in your garage. So you better be careful that you're not. You might have put it into your basement. (laughs) Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> you know, if you clean out your garage by like dumping it into your neighbor's house, that might not be such a good solution either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you, you have to, but it is important, you know, like my example with my stepson, it is important to, to, to let release go the emotion of almost to release the, you know, sometimes it is truly stuff that people have that I believe is in physical stuff that is in people's way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that the cure for that is relatively easy. You have to get confident enough to prioritize mm-hmm. and decide what, what still serves you, you know? Right. Um, and the, the harder one in my mind for me, now there are people who are opposite of me, but the harder one in my mind is figuring out where do you, where do you release on the emotional side of things mm-hmm. in order to make space within your relationships? Yeah. You know, um, because that is a hard one. <laughs> it, it is a hard one. It is a hard one. And, but it's important to continually reevaluate your, where you're at with things. And if relationships are still, um, neutral, neutral or positive for you. And if something's been negative for a long time, then maybe it's time to turn another direction and let that one go, you know? And, and, you know, because we all do this all the time, we're, we're in a toxic relationship or a negative relationship and we're so used to it that we don't even realize the baggage of this. Um, mm-hmm. and do you have a wheel for that or a circle? For that? I don't have a wheel for that. Yeah. That's just all part of yeah. release. It's all part um, of getting honest with yourself. That, it's oh, part wow. of getting honest yeah. with yourself and, and, and making that space, mm-hmm. you know, um, like I was saying earlier, my second partner was just a dream come true. I mean, kind of, you know, had characteristics about him that I think I'd imagined being in my partner since I was a teenager, Mm. you know, but, but he came about because I'd broken up with the last guy. I knew if I didn't 
if I didn't make it clear to the universe, like, no, there's a space here. Um, universe wasn't going to put somebody into it, you know, and um, the slot was taken. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm sort of a one guy woman. So mm-hmm. um, if the slot was taken, there wasn't going to be space for somebody else. So. So how do you create now that we've released? How do you create? But creating is my favorite step because oh, creating is all about imagining what will serve you. Mm-hmm. And I have many activities in my book, all focused on creating. Uh, several of them are artistic, like getting out your pen and paper and drawing pictures of what you like. Some of them are intuitive, um, like putting together images or logos or that kind of a thing and symbols. using your symbols, yeah, using your intuition to see which ones which ones are are warmer or that you're drawn to as opposed to which ones kind of recede and fall into the background. Mm-hmm. But you're, you, I believe that, you know, we all have intuition. It's just a lot of people have been told to ignore it. Yeah. And that by integrating your intuition into this creative step, you can really imagine what it is you're working to call in Mm -hmm. and, and you don't have to have everything, you know, nailed down to, you know, the exact thing, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, that the exact city where the job is going to be, or the exact color of your partner's hair, like you don't necessarily have to have everything nailed down perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, But you have to have enough of the gist of it to create what that energy is going to look like because it's putting yourself in the feeling of having that, having that thing that you're believing in. That's what draws it to you. So, so that's, that's the step of create. And, and you then, had, um, you had writing down too and columns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Had different yep. columns. I have some, I have some activities to kind of write down the things that you're looking for and, and how you can um, use those energies to pull those things into you too. Mm-hmm. And um, some of the trouble with uh, creating you've brought up, one is managing time, which is always a challenge, you know, uh, but the other was feeling lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and especially with the situation we're in, in the world, not only did COVID stop us all and send us all home, but now it's remote work. And you actually talk about uh, working with people and how yeah. important that is. Yeah. I um, I think working with people is really important for most of us. So also in my book, I talk about the six reasons why, six spiritual reasons why people go to work because we've mm-hmm. kind of lost the idea that like work is a spiritual experience like, hello, but nobody wants to talk about it that way. But it totally is, you know, Mm -hmm. you you have work to have a spiritual experience. And uh, the the acronym I have for this is get pie, because I think everybody likes pie or should. So yeah, um, should. should. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So the G in get pie is for growing. Mm -hmm. People work to grow their spirits. The E is for expressing. 
people work to express their spirit. I mean, think of an artist or a lawyer, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, the T is for training because there is a type of work that is purely training for something that is yet to come. Right. So there is, you know, if you're going to become a beautician, you need to learn to cut hair or, or do makeup or whatever. And, and that's, that's an important component of work. Mm. Um, but it's different in my mind than growing, right? It's more skills-based. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's more skills-based. And, and then, can it be pretty generic? Like, um, you know, with all of your marketing and um, the media and all of that, and it, as you got to know people's minds, it prepared you for hypnotherapy. Oh, so, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, And that would be under the training part. It is partly under training. Mm -hmm. It is partly under training. I mean, you don't know it while you're doing it, but no, no, exactly. Well, and that's, I think that's true about a lot of people in their jobs. Like sometimes there's a job that you'll get or take and you'll be, it'll feel like such a bad fit. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're like a year later, two years later, you're like, why did I even take this what job? was I thinking about what was yeah. I thinking? And then, you know, four or five years later, it comes up and suddenly you're the only person on the team that knows anything about that because you had that one weird job for a couple of years. And so yeah. you know, this weird thing like <laughs> yeah. that happens, yeah. that happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um. So to finish up the six reasons, the P mm-hmm. is for playing because right. we all like work. We're we get to feel like we're playing part of the time. The I is for interacting. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's important for me. I, I do. I tend to feel lonely if I don't get to interact. With right. People. Right. And you talked and e, about that in the book. How yeah. It? Yeah. And yeah. E is for the last E is for energizing. And mm-hmm. I just believe that there's a flow to the universe. And for some people, just being part of that flow is energizing for them. And mm-hmm. that's, and that's what works. So those are my six, right. my six reasons. Yeah. And the next part is thanking. Yes. So backing back to the manifestation wheel, the next part is right. thanking. And we all know that thanking is important and good to do. And we should all keep a gratitude journal and all this kind right. of stuff. Um, and I'm totally behind all that. I mean, that all of that's great, but I think, the way I like to do thinking and what some of the exercises in my book lead up to is trying to make yourself thankful for little things all day long, you know, um, being thankful that the rain started after you got in the car, Mm -hmm. (laughs) being thankful that you remembered your umbrella, being thankful that you made it on time to your appointment. Like you can be thankful for, little things all the time. And when you put yourself into into that place, you are preparing yourself for the fourth step, which is receiving. Mm -hmm. And I decided to make receive a whole separate step because there are people who are bad receivers. (laughs) What's a bad receiver? (laughs) For example, if somebody compliments you, Mm-hmm. And you're oh, yeah. and somebody says, Oh, you look so great today. And you're like, No, I don't. I really, I really don't look good. Okay, that's like oh, the these classic shoes example. are old. Yeah. These <laughs> shoes are old, or I didn't yeah. do my hair today, or yeah. like you don't, <laughs> I know. You, you don't 
need to say that. I mean, that Mm -hmm. might be true, but you don't need to focus on that. What you need to focus (laughs) on is being a good receiver and saying, thank you for the compliment. Right. I see what you mean then about just thank you all day long to the things that are helping to support you so that you can say thank you when you are receiving. So it almost opens that door for you. Yes. Yes. And, and recognizing when somebody is trying to give you something, you know, this is Mm -hmm. another one, you know, if, if you're on a job hunt and somebody offers to put you in touch with somebody they know, Mm -hmm. you know, you thank them. (laughs) You receive that, (laughs) you receive that information, you receive that and you, you, Follow it. Follow That's the other it. thing too is follow, follow it, it. Yeah. And and see if that leads you to a helpful place. You know, I had a I had a I'd been out of work. It was the year that my husband died. And I'd been out of work for months. And mm-hmm. I'd kind of been looking for new work, but again, it was sort of back to that not ready to manifest something because I was just still too much in grief. You weren't there and, and yet. I wasn't, yeah. I hadn't been there all year. And so I, you know, I'd sent out resumes and I tried to do things, but I really wasn't getting anywhere because, you know, even though I could do my very best to come across okay, I truly believe like my vibes were just wrong. You know, mm-hmm. people just realize like, mm, mm, no, right. no, no, pass on the <laughs> shell. So, um, <laughs> but then one day I, I, got an email, I think from a friend of mine. And she was like, Oh, I just saw this. Your former employer is hiring a position at your level in San Francisco. Well, my former employer was based in Dallas, Texas, but it turned out that they were truly hiring a local person for Mm -hmm. this job. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, and I called them up and I applied and, you know, a month or two later, I, I had the job at all. Came don't you, when something me. like that happens, don't you automatically think that's my job? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, I think... mean, it's so perfectly packaged for you that it's like, oh, there it is. That's my job. <laughs> it, it, it really, yeah. truly was. It was like the angels had made this job for me mm-hmm. and um, my friend had been the messenger of the angels to get me started on it. And, and it all came through. So so is you had to make the call, but I had had to make make the call. call. Exactly. I had to make the call. And, you know, many, many years ago, I had a cello teacher and she used to tell me when I was trying to learn to play cello as a child, you know, (laughs) God helps those who help themselves, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, I've heard all that. You know, growing up in that Catholic background, it was definitely. But you talk about spinning the manifestation wheel. Can you, are these in line that you have to do one, you know, number one, if, number two, number all three? Of this, I think it just depends on kind of who you are and how mm-hmm. comfortable you are with this sort of process. If you haven't done a lot of this process before, I really recommend read, release, focus mm-hmm. on release, do release for a week or a month. I mean, on a, right. like dig into it, you know, mm-hmm. and then move on to create and do the same thing and work your way around the circle. Now, if you are somebody who kind of gets the gist of this, you're into energy healing, you, you get how it works, how it goes, 
then it doesn't really matter. You could start with thank and then do release and then do create and it'll all kind of work itself out. I, I was blessed to find out a um, friend of mine who read the book told me, Oh, I need a new job. Well, he, he has a, he has a day job, but his night job is that he's an energy healer. So he read my book and the next time I saw him two or three weeks later, he tells me, Oh, I got a new day job. I'm like, you got a new job in two weeks from reading my book. And he's like, yeah, I got a new job and it's much wow. more in line with what I want to do. And I, you know, not everybody's going to read my book and have a new job in two weeks. Um, but maybe, <laughs> but maybe, you know, yeah. I think because he was an energy healer, like all of this was just kind of like a reminder seeing he how was to, ready and he knew he, how Yeah, he was ready and he yeah. knew how, and he was doing other work to support mm -hmm. this change. You know, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like he, he, um, has been completely ignoring this part of his life. He had been in fact, you know, Working. thinking yeah. about it, focus yeah. on it and that kind of a thing. But, you know, sometimes things happen. Sometimes things take quite a bit of physical time to happen. And sometimes things happen really fast. Mm -hmm. So there's not, I, I don't have an answer as to what Timing. leads to one yeah. or the other, yeah. but I do know that this is a process that works. And with that, I have to ask, when can ev where can everybody get hold of you? What you have coming up? We actually that was fast, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really fast. <laughs> I know the time flew by. <laughs> I know. So, um, what do you have coming up, and where can yeah. everybody get hold? So, of you? I have I have several workshops coming up uh, this fall, fall of twenty twenty two. I have a hypnosis for anxiety class, which will be oh, October. That's important. Yeah. Uh, the the evening of October 6th, 2022. Mm -hmm. And signups are available through my website. Uh, my website is michellewalters.net. You spell your name because some people use one L and some people use two. Yes. So <laughs> my website is www.michellewalters.net. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. And I do have a special gift for your listeners. If any of your listeners would be interested in my newsletter, which I send out about once a month or every other month, um, they can sign up by coming to a special page on the same website. So it's at www.michellewalters, spelled like that, .net slash gift, G-I-F-T. And they Great. can request there. I have a portfolio on Etsy of a number of MP3 recordings for hypnosis. Oh, that's fabulous. Can, yeah. And I will send them a complimentary copy of one of my Etsy recordings and you get to pick. So, you know, there's all kinds of different things Perfect. to pick from. People yeah. have, yeah, exactly. Hypnosis is not a one size fits all thing, not at all. So mm -hmm. I wanted to give people some choices. That's great. Hey, thanks so much for being on. I loved it. And I loved your book. And I have to, my whole thing is at the release. I'm at the release. <laughs> you can so. do it. You can do it. It, yeah, takes, a I little, hope so. <laughs> it takes a little bravery, yeah. but you can do it. And yeah. one of the most important things is to just remind yourself that if you are seeking to bring in something new, yeah, you, you got to make the space. Yeah. You got to make the space, you know, yep. <laughs> whether that's that's um 
I'm also a big believer. Well, I'm a big believer in stuff of the mind, but I'm, I'm a believer in stuff of the, of the physical too, you mm -hmm. know? So find, find a shelf and empty it, you know, go Good through the idea. junk drawer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and actually bring it all the way out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually throw some of it away, right. you know? <laughs> right. Thank you so much for having me, Barbara. Okay, thanks for being on. I loved it. Thanks so much. And talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one -one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com.